Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. I don't know what time you're listening to us, but welcome back to the MatchNet podcast. Today, we have a very amazing uh, match couple here who's going to share a crazy story of how they got together. And they decided to choose this, the topic of this podcast, matching and leap, leap of faith. So yeah, Nori, Samara, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Nori Kuni Nishikawa, and I am from Indiana, uh, a cute little Midwest state in the U.S., and currently 27. On my last semester and graduating my biology degree, and uh, on my free time, I just try to have fun with video games, music, and yeah. <laughs> I go with that. Nice, nice to meet you, Nori. And hello, my name is Mara. I'm from Brazil. I'm currently living in Sao Paulo. Both of my parents are Brazilians, so I'm full Brazilian, born and raised. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also 27 years old, from 1996. And what do I like to do? It's kind of hard to describe yourself, right, without... Uh, like talking about hobbies and work, but yeah. Well, I'm a second gen from, from Brazil. I enjoy like playing video games as well. I enjoy meeting up with friends, eating good food. And yeah, thank you. So these two wonderful people came together uh, as a match couple. When was the, yeah, the matching um, ceremony? July. Hmm. July, this yeah. July, after a very long process that both individually went through to get to this point. So we, you know, that it's a happy end, but uh, we need, we want to hear your story of how you got there. And we have decided before uh, the recording that Nori will share his story first and then Samara will share her story. So Nori, what was your story to get to that point of committing with someone for the blessing? Luckily, I was able to really just like explain my whole story to uh, Sama when we were in our matching process. Uh, so I decided to kind of summarize my experience in regards to the idea of leap of faith in three... Um, I don't want to say turning points per se. Um, but three leaps. But three leaps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> three leaps. Um, three leaps of faith. Um, and they're all kind of like different in their own unique way. Um, and I'll go into detail with that. Um, but yeah. So let's see. So I was in a space where I tried to overcome my PMO addiction, right? It's, I think a lot of guys can relate to this and having their own journey being complicated, uh, trying to make better habits and trying to, you know, like get rid of it through their own initiatives. And for me personally, I think the biggest struggle was trying to love myself and feeling worthy of anything, you know, regardless of matching or blessing, you know, forget about that. I, we're talking about like, just like even thinking like, am I even a good guy? 
mm. you know, doing all this church work or doing all this good stuff while I still have this problem, right? So I think one thing that happened in my life of faith was just just little whispers of this thing called high noon. And I was like, huh, interesting. Okay. I never really thought much about it, but as I started to seek, you know, like I'm really, I'm not much of a prayerful person, but I think there were definitely a few times where I just kind of talked to God and being like, okay, like, I don't know what's going on. And I'm trying my best, but is there anything that could be out there that I could be better? So, um, and while it's not as difficult to take this action in regards to legal faith, I wanted to give it a shot. So giving it a chance and giving things a chance was something I, I really um, try to open up to. And I knew that even though I didn't have like huge confidence to know if high noon was for me, that I would still give it a chance. So this was in 2019. It was like a winter time. I don't remember the exact month, um, but it was in Chicago. So it was convenient. It was close by. And actually, I believe if I remember correctly, my mom also attended too. So that was additional support that I was able to get. Um, so when I attended, I was definitely blown away uh, by not just the content, but in particular about uh, someone sharing their testimony about their journey. And this was a person I very much respected a whole lot. And learning how much this has impacted their life, I was like, oh, God. Like, it's not like world shattering, but it gave me like such not only huge amount more respect for this person, but it gave me hope. Mm. It gave me hope to know that even though they're, and I know people struggle. I know people like have their own challenges and things um, going on and, you know, their own journeys, but it, it definitely is like, that's when I really like one of the few instances in my life where I felt like the power of testimonies and how they can move you and create your own uh, story moving forward. So yeah um so by doing that uh the next small steps that i made was attend this um i'm pretty sure high still offers this it's like a 15-day course to help me learn more about Hainun, learn more about what it's like and then after that uh, i officially joined in my first um accountability group call through high noon in ascend the following year in 2020 and yeah, it, it was through there that I really got to experience a lot of core values of what High Noon's all about, right? Being honest and being uh, taking accountability and being respectful and yeah, a lot of great things that I think if it wasn't for like my initial curiosity of like just taking a chance, I think that was one of my, yeah, uh, leaps of faith. Um. The next biggest one, however, was definitely when I tried to think and decide if I want to go to the 24 plus retreat. Now, this was an online one that happened in a couple of years later in December of 2021. But of course, registration happened, you know, like a few months back. So, 
um this one was definitely challenging because even though like i was in high noon and i was taking i felt like i was taking the right steps and moving forward i i wasn't quite sure because like when i think of when i thought of the 24 plus back then it was like oh like i have to be i had to have a profile i had to already you know uh talk to someone and share all my um weaknesses my backstab my backstory and whatnot i have to confess in front of my parents and there are all these kind of things that i thought i had to have before attending the 24 plus retreat um but i re i don't remember if it was like a specifically if it came from like um one of the high uh 24 plus retreat staff members or if it was from previous people's testimonies uh but the important part was i learned that you don't have to be in that place. In fact, it's encouraged to go there with an open mind and open heart to learn more about yourself. Like that is okay. And this is where my leap of faith, next level of leap of faith came that it didn't matter as much as am I qualified? Uh, am I worthy right now to commit? And as soon as and as soon as that hit me, I I realized like yeah like it's not like I am obligated to commit to someone by attending the twenty four plus retreat, um, and that this leave of faith was, am I willing to trust God? Am I willing to trust myself to allow myself to kind of throw myself out there into what the next step could be like, you know? when i'm already at that place of being at or being ready for a matching process and being ready to commit right and i know for a lot of i i at least for my um discussions and talks i know the word commitment is very very scary <laughs> very scary um but i wasn't trying to commit to an eternal relationship i was committing to taking uh, the next step and so, uh, as yeah, as soon as I had that clear mindset, I attended to learn more about myself. I tended to learn more about what sisters are looking for, what uh, other brothers are looking for, and kind of have a more clear picture. And uh, yeah, it it was. Definitely a wonderful experience. Such uh, amazing, like new things I learned about myself. Um, what the word commitment meant for other sisters, uh, for not the sisters, sisters in general, as well as brothers too. Um, and yeah, uh, I walked away just being more clear about what the blessing meant for me, what the matching process is going to look like for me, and. You know, with that heart, I feel victorious, and you know, I, I wanted to continue. You know? uh, and then the third and final, I say third, but it's like you know, one of those like um, tests where like there's like three questions, but each part actually has like part A, part B, part C, part D, part E. Yeah, <laughs> so the yeah. third one is actually I'll generalize it and then talk about two specific points. So don't, don't worry, it's just a part A and part B. <laughs> um, so this particular leap of faith 
was centered on can I believe in myself to share and to be honest. Uh, and you know, th these are one of the things that I try to practice in uh, high noon. And actually, I did a little bit of that, you know, uh, when I first started the SEND program and being vulnerable and allowing myself to really show not my true nature, but like my whole self, right? Mm. That I'm I'm not a perfect person. That I'm not just this person who just attends church. I'm not just this person who thinks about God or two parents. Um, but I do struggle in all aspects of PMO. Uh, all kinds of aspects, not all of them. In terms of timeline, so after the first 24 plus retreat, there was another 24 plus retreat. And this was um, in person of last year around the late fall ish in 2022. And I had the similar like idea of taking that leap of faith of, um, you know, trying to take that next step and like really trying to find someone. But, um, you know, despite me being there and despite me like wanting to, you know, deepen my like, um, I guess not only deepen my relationship with God and your parents, but also like what it means to be uh, an ideal candidate, right? And just by having those one-to-one -one conversations, it, it definitely dawned on me that I I felt I still felt like I wasn't ready, and it was fine. Um, but it wasn't until the last day, and this wasn't even part of the plan whatsoever. But I I just was talking to a few people, and I had such an incredible experience in where I was able to experience God's grace and. I won't go into detail of like who I talked to or like what exactly happened to it, but essentially I was able to just once more look back into like what I was doing to myself. And um, the experience that I had allowed me to really just embrace God's unconditional love of grace that, you know, even despite all the things that at that time when I shared about who I was and what I went through in my life, that it's not it's not about like how how I'm not close to a standard or how I should compare others' growth and see that as like my progress of growth, but to really um, allow God to come to my life and receive such incredible love to know that. You know, I may not be there and it's okay. And when I was able to, if it wasn't for the fact that I was able to share honestly about who I was and what I was going through, that I wouldn't have received such a big blessing and what it means to really be loved for who I am as, haha, okay. Um, trying not to get caught up. Um, but yeah. I am a son of God and whatever perspective that means for anyone else who is listening to this, but it gave me so much clarity. That I am valuable, but I am loved and that I can 
um, that I am worthy of receiving mm. love, right? And this, yeah, this like leap of faith of wanting to share honestly and vulnerably so much so that I'm just like allowing, like, it's like, yeah, like really being vulnerable, right? And that was like the highest level I could have taken. And I received so much blessings from that. And this was like definitely another life changing where I grew my relationship got more. And then now that um, I've had like similar moments like that in the past, but I never really saw that as God working through my life. And it wasn't until the um, I had this experience in the 24 plus retreat that I was like, wow, God has been working through my life the whole time, you know? Mm. And I was blessed for sure. And I'm so super grateful for that experience. And uh, because of moments like that, where I can practice honesty and practice being vulnerable, that when it came time to um, the matching process between myself and Sama, um, literally, like the first day, I was not confident, but I was willing to express my whole you know, uh, PMO struggle, right? So freely. And I didn't have to worry about any fear, any limitations or any accusations I have myself, but just really be honest and vulnerable for someone. And that was such a much easier leap of faith for me to take. And if it wasn't for these other leap of faith that I'd taken, then I would have never become, um, a man who is willing to continue to grow and continue to offer my life for the love of my life. <laughs> um, of course, not to say that all other conversations were difficult. There were definitely much um, harder times where trying to not be honest, but like taking that leap of faith, right? Um, but I, I do believe that yeah, just whatever levels of level of faith, uh, whatever levels of taking a leap of faith means to someone, whether it's like me at the beginning where it's like, I'm just, why not? Just take it a shot and just say, why not? To, I want to practice honesty, which means allowing myself to be potentially stabbed or potentially judged. Um, but it's not about that. It's about really just, expressing myself honestly and I, that I care about the honesty rather than my image or whatever. So, yeah. Um, I think I would just end in saying, you know, despite me not being, you know, not thinking that I have a super strong spiritual life of faith or uh, prayerful um, person, but I do know that allowing yourself to have those moments of a little bit of prayer and a little bit of uh, faith in yourself, that just that one next step is all you really need. Uh, and that is my testimony of that. Wow, Nari, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your part. We will come back to you once we uh, unite the whole two stories. 
But I want to go to Samara, if you can share with us um, what was your journey um, to get to, what were the leaps of faith that you needed to take in order to get to uh, this point of being much now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about that, right? How our stories related and what it had in common, right? What was the main takeaway? And I think in terms of leap of faith, it was a little bit different for me in a sense that it was more like the fact that I had to keep having faith, you know, like I had to be strong and to keep believing even when things seemed like hopeless, right? Uh, so it wasn't so much a matter of like taking a step forward, but like keep continuing it was more of a marathon right uh so i want to get what nodi was sharing about the fact that uh during his time in haino and the experience the experiences he had uh built up the courage for him to share honestly with me on the first day right and so i just wanted to comment on that because it was very interesting because of my like past experiences um and also because I I already had a contact with Haino and I had this as a personal value as well. Like honesty was something really important for me, right? So we had an extended conversation after the, the 24 plus and I was sharing with him what kind of person I was looking for, right? What were my three main points? And I said to him that it was faith, Um purity purity in a sense not that the person has not made any mistakes but that has a clear vision about purity right and what it means to them and a good understanding of what the blessing meant as well and communication right and then when he heard me talking about purity uh, i didn't mention um explicitly uh pmo issues but he willingly talked about it on his own you know so he was just oh i think by that you also mean um sexual integrity pmo related issues and uh, i was impressed because he started sharing his story to me and he had a very clear understanding of where he was at why he was doing what he was doing where he wanted to be and um he had i just found out later but he had read the core of the universe and he had a very like good understanding of what the blessing meant and that that's that was meant to be for someone else you know that we have like exchanged ownership of the sexual organs and that he wanted to be fully present for the other person in the relationship right so that was like one of the, um, the things that caught my attention the most that it was like okay i want to continue talking to this guy this is this this is a good one <laughs> so it was definitely very important to me uh feeling this honesty coming from him you know and yeah so when it comes to to my story um to the the matching process uh, it all started when when i was a teenager and i i was in this process of finding my own faith right so i can say that i didn't believe in god but i also did not not believe in god you know i was kind of in between trying to find my own faith and then i took two years in a gap year program 
And I had a very strong determination, like, I'm going to do that. I either find God and continue in this path or I don't, right? And I had a very good experience with uh, God and with True Mother, right? That um, Champion is a really special place. It's like the atmosphere there is totally different, you know, as, I don't know, it's, there is something very special and holy there, right? And I felt uh, that despite me not, being at the place that I wanted to be, having the faith that I wanted to have uh, yet, no one judged me there, you know, like I was part of the Chenyan team, I was like main vocal, I was doing a lot of stuff together with people, but no one questioned me, you know, like your mother was always saying, oh, you are like pure water, you are my children and offering lots of love to us. Like when it was summertime, she would randomly give free ice cream to all of us. Uh, really this heart of a mother, right? We were rehearsing to um the the presentation we were going to do and she would just remind remember that we were probably hungry because it was late at night then we would have like heaven g burger for free you know so like very small stuff that builds that atmosphere of unconditional love for me right so i was very sure of wow that's what i want for me that's the life i want to live right so that's where i decided okay God must exist, right? Because uh, that's what he built and that's his representative on earth. So that's where I met Karina as well, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, so then when I came back, I was firmly uh, determined to get blessed, right? So I was kind of with the same determination. I'm going to do that. Even it doesn't matter what it takes, I will do that, right? Uh, so having this strong determination was important but that's where faith comes in right um this determination was was tested a lot of times so in total i had i think four five-ish processes uh and it took me six years to find the person i started when i was 21 and i met nori this year and i was already 27 um and yeah it was uh, very challenging, you know, like the first process didn't didn't work. Then I spent like one year reaching out to people and it was very frustrating because maybe foreign people can relate to me. But like when you send emails, um, that's kind of hard for people to reply sometimes, you know, um, not to like not give hope to people, but that happens sometimes, you know, real, realistically speaking. So that would make me feel very frustrated. And I was doing a lot of conditions, you know, like a lot of things and everything felt like, oh, I have done everything I could and it's not working, you know. And then I participated on the first 24 plus that Karina recommended to me. I didn't know it existed, but she was uh, telling me like, oh, you can participate in this one. And I was uh excited to participate it was a new experience i was like okay then people can get to know me instead of like just sending an email right and um from that workshop i started one matching process that lasted around seven months and i think that was the hardest one but the one that i learned the most as well right uh so it was very difficult for me for like i think i was very naive right um very blessed as well but very naive very protected by god so like in my first process was when i 
when I found out, luckily the guy was very honest, a very good person, and he shared about his PMO uh, problems as well. But that was the first time that I heard about it. So it was very shocking for me, right? So um, shocking in the sense of I thought that was, that was a problem that people outside of the church had, but not inside of the church, you know. And I know it's a very like um, naive mindset, you know, but I I just didn't know right so it was very important for me to grow this aspect of like what you were asking to Nodi, uh not justifying but also having grace you know so that was like a process that I had go through uh personally and I had to learn how to offer to people you know so I had to learn like it's not that I think it's okay but it's not that the person is a bad person or that they cannot overcome this you know so this was a very important uh, learning experience for me this first process and then on the second one that lasted like seven months I was I had a lot of problems with uh, anxiety right the fact that I didn't know what to do that I didn't know where to go that I didn't know if I was doing the right thing and that I felt that I could not help him or love him the way I wanted to to help you know and uh and love uh really made me like too hard on myself you know like I'm saying all of those stuff I'm saying that I'm a good member I am uh this this and that I value faith I value true parents but I'm not even able to love this son of God you know with all his um good and bad sides so after the process didn't work uh, I was in a very low state right in a very like anxious depressive state um and i met god in a happy place right so trying to find god in a dark place was really hard to me um but i have a like our my national leader i have a good relationship with him and he would always tell me like just trust god and do like enough conditions that you are sure that the spirit world has no other option but to help you you know they respect you so much that they have no other option and during this process since i didn't know the answer i did like a lot of things i did like three wish papers i did like three days of seven hours reading in a row i did fasting um a bunch of, of stuff like i did and i felt that it was really worth it you know i felt that God really guided me towards the end of the process. It was kind of like miraculous how I, I got my answer, you know. So I had this strong feeling of, okay, I I have to just keep going. I, I need to keep my faith. But it was terrible, you know, because it's like when you feel torn, you know, like I was feeling, oh, nothing is going to work. Um, I'm not a terrible person. I cannot love someone. I'm a hypocrite. And those kind of like thoughts versus no, I have experienced God once and he's still there somewhere, you know, even though I didn't understand. So like my parents helped me a lot and like through talking with them, through asking very honest questions, you know, to my parents and uh, to Karina as well and talking to her, um, every, uh, to my best friend as well. Um, having the support system was extremely important to keep me going right and yeah then i continued right and 
I was like, okay, I was still super scared on my second 24 plus because I was kind of traumatized, was super scared. But I, I said, okay, I'll do it. I'm not going to think about it. I'll just participate, right? But I felt like I would literally shake during the calls. Luckily, it was online, so no one would notice that much. Um, yeah, but it was it was difficult. But afterwards, I felt, okay, I managed. It was possible, right? It wasn't so scary at as it seemed at first. Um, but then another person reached out to my family and I started uh, a different process, right? Uh, which of course didn't work as well. And it was very hurtful because um, it hurt like my self-esteem, right? So I was like, well, I have done so much. I have done everything I could and it's still not working, right? And yeah, then on 2022, I felt like, no, the beginning of this year 2023 actually i felt very hopeless right i felt and then i was trying to reach out to other people and it wouldn't work out and we would try different ways of reaching out to people karina was my matching supporter and she would like do her best to reach out to people by different ways email workshops um contacting parents and but something would always happen you know like and it, I even joked that it seemed that there were miracles happening in the other way around, you know, like something that seems to have all the odds to work out, it wouldn't, right? Um, so I felt very like hopeless, right? And I remember that clearly, like Karina saying to me around like February this year, uh, hold on to hope, just hold on to hope. And I took that very, like it was one sentence, right? That could be very clear on my mind, just hold on to hope. And then the spouse of my national leader, the wife of my national leader, she came to me and said, I was praying in the Chongqing One prayer room, and I felt that you should offer some time here working publicly in the headquarters. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that for 40 days and pray. And then she said, I think you should also offer 40 days prayer in the Chongqing One prayer room, right? And I was, okay, I'm... I'm going to do that. I had a firm belief in like doing conditions. And then Karina also told me like, mm, I feel that it's close. I feel that it's working, you know, but I was very hopeless. So it was just like, okay, I'm going to trust you guys because I know God work through a vertical line. So I'm going to trust you. But I was very like, no, that's yeah, not going to work, you know, <laughs> but I was still trying to like, hold on to hope right and then after my 40 days condition finished uh i had this third um 24 plus that was where i i met nodi right and it was like very miraculous in a way because the process was very smooth right um i met him and after talking to him like he had such a a pure heart you know such a good vibe around him such a natural way of wanting to connect to God, an honest way of sharing. And um, yeah, that I was like, mm, okay, I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> and then we started talking and like after the experience they shared before, uh, we started officially a matching process. And it took like around one month for us to be like firmly decided that we wanted to move forward. And we got matched in, as Karina said, in July this year. But it was all very fast, right? And it felt like it was 
meant to be, but only because of the experiences that I had before. Like now I knew how to receive the the honest he was sharing with me. Now I had the heart of like, yeah, his intentions are clear. His uh, understanding of purity is clear. His understanding of his faith and of God is clear. Um, so I just could trust him completely. And I never regret it, you know, like up to this point. Um, I don't know if I will share, but if nobody later say that I couldn't share, you can cut this part. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But then on the first day of, I think second day, we had a very uh, firm talk about PMO and how he was doing. And he was very respectful and committed. He said, like, no, I'll commit. Like he was doing very good on the pornography aspect of it already, but still struggling on the masturbation part, right? And he did a very firm commitment to me. No, I'll do that because I want to be uh, fully there for you. I want to be offer myself entirely for this relationship, you know, and for you. And after that, like he really kept this commitment you know like um there were like very few slips but not only that like his attitude and his um willingness to learn more to cultivate that final life that sexual integrity um was very impressive you know really proud of him can i wow. could i share this last part <laughs> <laughs> um samara would you say that all that you went through before was to get you ready uh, and for meeting Nori? Yeah, definitely. I felt very guided. Right? Like, I think that's why my uh, leap of faith was a bit different. It was more of a marathon, right? But if I hadn't had my first process, I wouldn't understand with the righteous heart, but also with grace what struggles people had if i hadn't faced anxiety myself and went through a time where i was also in a dark place and understanding that uh, i was still loved by god you know that i was still worth it and i think once you have that once you know you're loved then you have the strength to fight the things you are fighting against right because when we feel unloved and unworthy, we start doing the things that makes us feel unworthy even more, right? Mm -hmm. So like through this experience of like feeling very low emotionally, I could understand more the heart of people that struggle with other addictions, right? Because wanting or not, uh, anxiety, uh, depression, those are also addictions, but to a certain mindset a certain pattern of thoughts that you have right so yeah I really helped me to have grace towards others and towards myself uh but not um not what is the word mm, not breaking my values you know not mm -hmm. giving up on my values you know I also remember once you you told me I was very like, oh, but I cannot just say to someone, oh, it's okay when they make a mistake, you know. And then you were sharing with me, you you don't have to say it's okay. You have to still love the person, offer grace to that person, but you can be firm. You can say, no, I think that's wrong because of this, 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 and that, right? 
um, so like learning this balance, right, to still be firm on my values, but offer grace was like really, really important. Like having those stones on my life of faith was very important as well. Trusting God, trusting that he will put people in my life that will help me building the support network, um, knowing that if I do conditions, God has more like power to work, right? And yeah, I think all of that was very important. If And if it wasn't for that, like I wouldn't have even participated in the last 24 plus, you know, because I was, because of that phrase, hold on to faith, I was thinking, Okay, but what it means to have faith in this moment, because if I approach this workshop with fear, it's like a child that jumps from the bed and is scared that the father will not catch him. But the child is never afraid. They just jump. Right. So if I'm afraid of it or if I put too much expectation that my heart is heavy, you know, like desperate then that's not trust that's not faith right so i remember we created a north star together of just approaching the 24 plus as a walk in the park you're just chill you know you just trust you're calm uh so yeah this build up is was what led me to even participate i know and later on to understand nodi and to see like all the amazing sides that he has you know Hmm. So beautiful. Samara, how do you deal with rejection? Because through this process, it's five years, uh, you had to approach many people, right? And uh, mm -hmm. receive a lot of rejections. And that can like, <laughs> kind of make people crazy almost, right? Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So how do you dealt with rejection? Mm. Um. I think in a way it was a little bit easier because the majority of the rejections I faced was uh, through email. Like we didn't even start the, the communication process. Uh, so that was a little bit easier, but like thoughts would still come up in my mind. Like, oh, maybe my picture is not good. Maybe it's because I'm black I don't know like random thoughts would come to my mind you know like why people don't don't want to like start a conversation right and I think for me what was very important was to have love from other other areas of my life right like my parents my relationship with friends my relationship with the church there is this part this aspect of like conjugal love that is not being met and there is nothing that can substitute that. That's that's for sure. But um, at least that's how I felt, right? But there are many other things that can fill your love tank with different kinds of love and keep you going. So I would cry for like two days and then I would do something fun, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go eat out with my friends or I'm going to go to a concert with my my brother you know so i saw those things not as a waste of time but as an investment you know in my happiness in myself um at least i tried to see that that way you know um yeah there the the processes that i actually got to talk to the person 
there was just one that I got rejected, but it was pretty painful because it was because of a physical aspect, you know, uh, like he told me directly, oh, it's because you're at this, you know, so that was very difficult, you know, at first I felt like it didn't, uh, it didn't affect me because I always felt that I was very loved by my family, by my friends. I was sure that I was loved, you know, because of this support network I had. Uh, I was sure that I was loved. But of course, it, it got to me, you know, like he told me that I, I was too skinny, right? So I was self-conscious about that. I was comparing myself. I was starting to see too much videos on YouTube of different kinds of body, you know, so what you consume also makes you feel that way, right? So it took me a while to like consume other positive things, you know, body positive things and um, to consume more things that were related to my value as a child of God, um, to invest in my relationships where I was unconditional, unconditionally loved. So that would really helped me to remind myself that I was worthy of love that I was you know but yeah it's it's really hard and um I think it's really important to remember that that it's not on you you know but you are valuable just because of the fact that you are a child of God and that's enough you're unique you know there's no one in the whole world that is like you that has your talents um you are the most like the biggest um effort that god has ever made the his utmost expression of creativity right uh so that like reminding myself of those things really really helped you know no oh, thank you um to conclude because I don't want to make it so long. I want to uh, ask you both of you, right? Like you guys have very long journeys to kind of meet, right? And then you both share that although all the struggles that you went through in, individually when you met, it felt very smooth and fast, right? Um, can you share a little bit more how this relationship feels, you know? And then like, um, of course, each each matching process will feel different, right? But at the same time, I I I have a theory, or at least I experienced it myself as well, that when something is like God guided, it feels a smoothie. Doesn't mean that it's easy, but it's smooth, right? Like it feels like right in a way right so can you describe the feeling so other people can see oh is that how i'm feeling is this how this process going or not right uh so yeah we'd love to hear more your description of what you're experiencing in this moment with this uh smooth process as someone just shared you know she had years of searching and finding i technically really started back in 2019 which is like four years but in the 24 plus retreat actively seeking, it wasn't until like, you know, just a couple of years ago. So, um, and with Sama, it's my first matching process, right? So that being said, um, and maybe because it was my first matching process with Sama uh, in general, um, I, I really felt like I needed very clear signs 
of not just things going smoothly, but just really um, finding like a, not like a miraculous sign that like randomly clouds will come together and say, Sama is your perfect match or anything like that. Um, but one thing that I, I truly believe in is God works in uh, numbers, right? God works through in uh, consistency and patterns, right? So uh, honestly, it didn't hit me until I heard Sama share that this is also her third 24 plus retreat. And this was my tw third 24 plus retreat. Granted, um, uh, not all of them were in person. Um, but yeah, like seeing how three sometimes seems to work pretty interestingly. And also, it wasn't until as I shared my experience with um, at the second 24 plus retreat of receiving God's grace, I felt like that was like really the third time that I was able to receive that specific way of receiving God's grace and I'm like okay I'm leading I'm going towards the right direction very strongly um and when it came to the actual process yeah I think on a practical level it was like okay is everything that I had asked for God as well as what God would want me like is that all checked off so to speak right so there's like that practical actual preparation that you can make for yourself right um the values that you're searching for, what kind of relationship you want to build as a couple, as a family, you know, um, where your spiritual life of faith is like, right? Um, and why you want to receive the blessing, right? So like those things are kind of like more concrete and controllable, but there, there's definitely a, a more spiritual aspect that I feel like is necessary uh, to allow your matching process to work. I firmly really believe that. And I think not only in the signs, so to speak, with uh, three, um, but just, and again, like without me not knowing someone's history, like knowing how direct and honest she is and willing to you know, express herself, it's like, wow, this is like gonna go a long way, you know? And I think that's part of it, right? Once you know your values and what you're looking for, and when you ask God, these are the things I'm looking for, somehow things will come into place. Um, and, you know, we live here in the physical world. Who knows what actually is the rules of the spirit world? But the important part is how can we move spirit world and how we can invite spirit world to guide us, right? And if we just be very clear in what we're asking, and it's not not to say that um, that's selfish, right? Yeah. It's just another you know again honesty and being uh being just more explicit like these are the things i'm looking for um and allowing spirit what to work through that and i think one uh caveat not caveat uh one additional thing i want to say is my personal relationship with god in that i don't remember what i was exactly doing i knew i was reflecting well either reflecting on the schedule or reflecting how i thought about sama um i'm pretty sure it was the letter uh because someone was kind of in my head i was like is this right should i go home with this randomly out of nowhere i just hear very clear words of nori please take care of my daughter um, and i was like ah and i just wrote that down <laughs> i was like hold up this 
I don't know what this exactly means, but let me just write this down. Um, oh, you just give me shivers. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I found. Like, and yeah, it, it was very strange experience. I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> but I knew it was very important. So I had to write it down. And I kind of prayed and reflected on like what it really, really meant. And I felt like, you know, I also had this heart of like wanting um, to really offer myself fully. And I, I learned that, you know, when it comes to like secular relationships, right, you kind of give a piece of yourself, right? When you invest into a relationship and if it doesn't work out well, especially if you already crossed the boundaries of like sexual uh, ties with each other or invest in monetary like, gifts to them, right? And if they break apart from you, a part of you just kind of, goes with them you know um and for me i really felt like i really wanted to offer myself like whole self to this one person and not to say that like if if i had matching processes that that would be like that but um i i really felt strongly to this idea that i just wanted to offer myself fully and thank god that I had Sama to also embrace my weird side <laughs> as well. Uh, so that, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that's the main factor, but just like, you know, like there's multiple other factors that allow me to be comfortable with Sama, that allow me to really uh, express who I am, you know, not just naturally who I am as a person, what I like, what I don't like, but also, you know, the dark sides of me, my shadows, so to speak, right? But it's not to say that these are the shadows that will cling on to me for the rest of my life, but these are the current shadows that I have, and I want to live kind of like that high noon lifestyle. I want to live eventually a life with no shadows so I can invest wholeheartedly to this wonderful person. So, so sweet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Samar, we hear you. Yeah, uh, my sister-in-law, she always said to me, like, when you have a feeling, when your heart is not at peace, it tells you something, right? But I don't know, I think I was more of a logical person or I was trying to be, right? So a lot of times I would ignore that. Even though I wasn't feeling my heart at peace in the process, I would be thinking, okay, but what can I do best or how can I invest more? Um which I think is a good approach, right? It's not bad. Um, but what I mean is that um, when it's when it's like meant to be, I think you really feel it, you know, this, even though, as you said, it's not that it's easy, but it's smooth, right? It feels like peaceful, right? Or at least that that was how it felt to me, right? And so when I met him, uh, this aspect of like really knowing what I wanted, as he shared, was also really important. As I said, I was very naive before. So when I started, I had this mindset of, oh, I want to accept anyone, which is a good heart to have. Uh, but I feel that I had this heart because I thought that everyone was like my family, you know, that I really love my brothers and my family and their um they're very mature responsible honest people right so in my head everyone was like that right uh so i had to like 
grow a little bit and to understand that those were my values, you know, like honesty, courage, uh, faith, um, integrity, sexual purity, the, the values of like true parents, right, and of our movement. Uh, so I had to understand that those were non-negotiable, right? So it felt the same when I started talking to him, like he said, oh, I checked my boxes, right? So I had my like non-negotiable um, points that were also all checked, right? Um, but yeah, besides that, it also felt very, very smooth, right? Um, even the challenges, we were both able to be honest about uh, what we were thinking, what we were struggling about, and we were able to reach out to people to help us, uh, older couples like Karina and Robert, Heinum, um mentors as well, our own BFM. Um, so all of that was was there, right? But it felt as something that we could do that like God was taking our hand and saying, no, come with me. You can do it. You know? So you feel, I think more courageous, right? Not afraid. Hmm. So beautiful. I'm so happy. Uh, you guys are together and things are going to say, well, smooth. Uh, it's not easier. Like before recording this podcast, we were discussing about, um, legal things and immigration and then like the logical stuff right so um then there's money there's so many things that that it doesn't make the whole thing easy but that doesn't mean that um it's not right right uh so i really feel god uh i uh, it's so it's it's just a miracle to see how like someone can be so I, I was helping Samara right and I can see how she was at uh, the beginning of the year so hopeless right and then uh pass it to uh, uh, now almost end of the year is like completely different place you know like so happy by finally getting what uh she wants and um uh, and that that and it's not selfish right it's like we want to create beautiful families for god right like where we need we want the matching receive the blessing for god and uh, for our happiness too because it's part of our process right that's why god gave us okay you had three steps to do for happiness you know he make it easier <laughs> it's like these are the steps that you had to do to get to become a happy person and one of those are is uh receiving the blessing right so uh i'm so i'm so happy i to see you both here um and it's funny because uh robert helped nori through uh, high noon too so it's it's just it just feels really right um and i yeah I know that it's a leap of faith, right? And and a leap of faith that is very spiritual process, right? As you were saying, and I want to at some point make a whole epic episode, podcast episode about spiritual conditions for the matching. But um, yeah, you guys are a really a big example of why we don't know why God make us go through the things that he makes us go through right we don't know why but at the end 
we will know why in the moment we don't know but when we are like in the conclusion or when we are completing a chapter then everything will make sense so what we need to do is just to trust trust that god is uh, as you say samara holding us holding our back right that he's not gonna just destroy let us destroy us but she he has a reason of why he's putting the things in our way right and mm-hmm. um he has uh, a plan for us so to conclude do you want to do final thoughts final uh yeah advice to people who are listening to this podcast today and um yeah what about you samara this time starting with you I think I want to end on a like high note, right? Because sometimes I would like struggle so much that I would ask my older brother who is married, like, is that really worthy? Is that like so good to be married that is worth all of this trouble, you know? <laughs> And I'm not even blessed yet, but I can, I can definitely say that it's worth it. You know, it's um, a different amount of yourself that you give, a different amount of love that you you've give and that you receive as well feeling like completely loved right so i never thought that i would find such an amazing person it's nodi that um has such a kind heart such a honest person and very caring thoughtful um i never thought that that was for me right i always thought like no god is going to make me suffer more so i can grow more there's not going to be happiness for at least three generations but no it's not like that it's like really really happy really i feel my heart very full of joy and gratitude like every day you know not that i didn't have before but even more now so yeah it's worth it <laughs> um I always say that, like, the blessing is worthy. Yeah, that's my motto. What about you, Nori? Mm, so many things to say in such little time. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think if I were to talk, I think the best way I can answer this is, like, if I were to talk to... Uh, myself when I was like whether it was the guy who graduated high school or is going through tough times um, uh, in like trying to start a matching process or prepare for one or whatnot or even just like curious right about like what I want to do in my life I will say this uh, yeah Uh, first and foremost, y'all are amazing human beings. Y'all uh, deserve all the love in the world, you know, and for whatever talents, abilities, struggles, challenges, blessings is part of your life, some way, somehow, uh, it will come back to you. Um, and God will use that in a way to help guide you to what you Maybe not what you have thought of, but, and maybe not even what you needed per se, but this is something that we're going to try out, you know, and to trust in God in that process, right? And yeah, so no matter what path, you know, what, whatever path that we take, you know, no matter how long it takes or what kind of processes, no matter how challenging it is, um, it's all about 
you and God. And it's all about what you want in life, right? And uh, the more clear that you are, and the more that you're willing to just take that one next step, you know? Um, yeah, so never give up. And just know that you always are doing your best, you know? And I encourage you guys to, yeah, remind yourself of that every now and then that you are doing your best. And I believe in you guys. And I believe in myself. And I'll continue to do so. So beautiful. Thank you, Nori. Thank you, Nori Samara, for uh, sharing your story today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the end. Please check out MatchNet. Um, there's a bunch of courses that will guide you through the process of becoming a candidate and then having the right heart to uh, approach the matching process. So thank you, everyone, and see you next time. Bye-bye.